Well, you just had me over the other day, and... Did she just ask you to bring a bottle of wine? No. She said, don't even <laughs> no, bring wine. I <laughs> she was like, don't bring anything. So, I don't know what that says about my cooking, but... <laughs> hey, I'm Maggie. I'm Pam. And I'm Laura. And you're listening to the Capsule Kitchen Podcast from Planetarian Life. Each week, we meet here to talk about our passion for food and our concerns for the earth and discuss how we can align our hopes for the future while eating well, effortlessly. So this week, uh, we're going to talk about the holidays. I'm sure everyone has heard that there's you know, some holidays coming up. And this is the time of year that can be really stressful and also really joyful and so we wanted to talk just to talk about it and to share with you some ideas that we have for how to make this season um, a little bit more fun a little bit more easygoing and perhaps even a little bit more planetarian so mom do you want to mom you are the uh the entertaining maven although you don't really like the word entertaining you like to say no having people over and I think you have a you had a a philosophy or a reason behind why you you made that change in that term. Well, yeah, I um, I'm just trying to decide if I really want to talk about that because it's so somber and serious. Mm. It was uh, going over and having lunch with someone who had brain cancer and was about to leave this world. And uh, it really put into perspective for me uh, what we're what we're doing, what you know, the importance of getting together and really connecting with people, and not about um, an impressive, fancy dinner and having everything just perfect. It's really about, uh, for me, it's a mindset of just being not worried about all the stuff around uh, having people over. Um, I don't really like where I'm going with this. I think it's really important, Mom. This is the time of year when when it is really important to consider what's important and what matters and why we're doing all this. And yeah, it is for the people we love and for that sense of connection and community yeah. and togetherness and and you know sometimes it's it's good and sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's ugly. But whether we like it or not it's happening. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think making, making the most of it so that you can truly enjoy what, what the season is about yeah. is, is the yeah. point of all this It's the point of why we do it. And I think so many of us get caught up in how things look and how things are presented and the gifts and, you know, how much we've spent and, you know, practically going yeah. into debt to, to you know create a holiday that we think everyone else wants when in fact what it's really about is just those opportunities to just sit and relax and be together and eat and drink and talk and share and connect yeah and i think it there's a fine line between um well let's put it this way when i have people over I want to be prepared enough that I'm not stressed when people arrive, but having enough done so that that when people do come over and I'm not quite done, that I'm comfortable enough to invite them into the process. And I do think 
people do like to be invited into the process. I mean, one of my favorite meals, and of course nobody can really, you know, not very many people actually can do this, but like last night we had people over for pizza. Um, I always think, oh, people don't really want to make a pizza. I'm going to make all the pizzas. And sure enough, every single person uh, last night, including stretching the dough and making, choosing their own toppings and 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 baking it by themselves everybody wanted to do it um talk about a great way to have people over and you just prep all the ingredients and everybody else does the work <laughs> not to mention <laughs> i i love when i go to someone's house and i can do something and and honestly i think it's a gift to give people to let them be useful that's one of the first things that people say when i'm cooking and uh, or preparing a meal or having people over They're like oh what can I do what can I do and and sometimes it's nice just to say you know here's a drink and a bowl of nuts and just relax in the kitchen I have like a seating area in my kitchen this little banquette and I love that people can sit in my kitchen with me while I'm cooking it's not like I'm in the kitchen and they're in the living room or that there's sort of some separation there that they're a part of it but it's even better I think when I can say oh yeah would you actually you know, put these rolls in this basket, or would you uh, chop this onion, mm -hmm. or would you would you mind arranging that? Like people like to feel useful. I know that I like to feel like I've contributed to a meal when I go to someone else's house. Yeah, yeah, yep. <clears throat> For me, it's about the appearance of being prepared because there's also nothing like coming to some somebody's house and having it be, you know, not. To, to, well, to be a little calm and to be like, wow, people really have taken the time to prepare uh, for, my, for my coming over. And so the first thing I do after grocery shopping, so first thing is shopping. Second thing I do before I ever start cooking is I set the table. Because um, that's, like, that's like, you know, the house of cards. It's like even if nothing else is done, like the facade looks yep. good. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Set the table and start an onion sautéing so it smells like there's there's some cooking going on. We are in no way ready yeah. for you. However, there is a place for us to eat, and it smells like food's being cooked here. So, exactly. Oh, and have an appetizer. So, have an appetizer or something that they can nosh on. Well, the ball of nuts is great, and and for me, I start with the most important thing. Like, what's the thing I have to have ready? And I make that, and then I back my way into the to the meal, based on importance. And so, for example, if I didn't save enough time to make dessert, I always have a backup. You know, if nothing else, just some interesting flavored ice cream or something, so that I'm not stressed out. Oh my God, I didn't make the dessert. I didn't have time to. Yeah. You know, so just having sort of shortcuts or or uh, back up simple things that, uh, that are there so you're not stressed out because th the main thing is to take care of yourself and make sure that you're not stressed out because if, even if you're not quite ready, if you, sh if you send signals that you're flustered and um, not ready to have a good time, you're going to send that message to everybody and it's going to affect your night. So And also, I think relax. more than just giving people the opportunity to, you know, chop an onion or put some rolls in a basket, you know, invite people to bring something. 
Invite people to bring the dessert. Invite people to bring the salad. I people people really love doing that, and I often try to give people an option. So if if their yeah. strength is baking, they can you know take on the dessert or something. And or if I know that they're great at making salads, I might offer them. I try to tailor, either keep the the ask open or tailor it to what I know that they can do easily and bring. Um, without any stress and that you know obviously and then, makes and then there's the folks that you just uh say mm, just bring a bottle yeah. of wine <laughs> <laughs> and that's a gift too laura laura what do you do <laughs> well you just had me over the other day and did she just ask you to bring a bottle of wine no she said don't even <laughs> no, bring I wine <laughs> she was like don't bring anything so i don't know what that says about my cooking but <laughs> well i know i know that you know sometimes there's languishing greens in your fridge so i thought it was actually a mercy to extend a second life to them and we did yes i brought my languishing greens and we had a salad it was good i know but that meal was my christmas gift to you it's true. It's true. And it was delicious. Did she put you to work when you got there? No. No, she didn't let me do anything. She sat me down with chips. I think I also did, made did, you a Negroni as well. Yes, you did. There was a Negroni. That was a nice thing. Go. That was, you know, harking back to last week's episode about giving experiences instead of gifts. Laura came to the city and watched the kids for two hours and did Christmas crafts for them while Andy and I went out for a drink together, a Christmassy festive drink. And then what a gift that was. There's no greater gift than the gift of babysitting, free babysitting with Christmas crafts. And then in return, um, I made her a gluten-free butternut squash lasagna and a salad. I also, even though- How did that that butternut squash- uh, lasagna come out so it good was delicious so good um was it and and um and yeah we had a great night and then the next morning I sent Laura home with two more slices of lasagna and I think the greatest gift of the whole experience was that the next night she was tired she was stressed she opened the fridge thinking I'm gonna have to put in minimal effort for dinner tonight because I just don't have the energy and then there was the lasagna just being waited waiting to be heated up and she was like that was the best part of the gift yeah that's good that's really good i texted maggie and was like it was like a cheesy beacon of hope in the refrigerator (laughs) it was so nice to have dinner's done yep yeah food the gift that keeps on giving um well i want to also talk about um and we've we've mentioned this in past episodes but the idea that we get so focused on the meal itself that we sort of lose sight of the fact that, you know, people need to have breakfast, maybe lunch. You know, you have to, um, you have to be prepared also. And even if, even if it is that you're going to get takeout or you're going out to lunch, like there are other, there are other meals around the big meals that, that people need to eat. And I think that sometimes in the past where I've been caught out, where I'm just like staring into the fridge thinking, okay, it's, you know, 830 in the morning and we're not eating till five what what's what's for breakfast what's for lunch and i think if you can put a little thought into the meals around it that's really helpful too um yep yeah i i think especially when you have house guests and you're doing a big meal uh at the end of the day that it is nice to have a it's nice to have a, a really nice breakfast um and we did just develop an amazing sort of strata, what I would really actually call a true strata in that it's layered um, as opposed to a strata with bread and egg and all of that. 
this one, the first layer is hash browns, which you just bake, shred and bake. And while you're prepping the other ingredients, uh, the, your base is done. And you can actually stop the recipe at that point. I did that. You can just bake the, you can't freeze potatoes, but you can refrigerate that, that get that first layer done and get it refrigerated. Um, and then assemble and bake, and it's a great planetarian. The second layer is uh, like a creamed kale, and the third layer is the peppers and onions, uh, and that layer. And then you sprinkle it with a little bit of cheese, uh, and it could be vegan or dairy cheese, because it's, even if you put a little cheese on there, it's not nearly as much as a classic Strata recipe, which I think is Which is eggs and really cream good. and cheese. Um, Yes. So I th and, and 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 breakfast meat too. Sometimes stratus have got sausage or yeah. bacon in in them as well. Ham. You know, speaking of cheese, I think that's one of my biggest planetarian struggles during holidays and celebrations is my family always does cheese and crackers at like 4 or 5, you know, if we're going to have a late dinner or if we're pushing a meal back. We always do a cheese and crackers mm. appetizer. So getting rid of that it was like well what are we going to do if we don't have cheese and salami mm -hmm. out um but of course we've done the appetizer board yeah. shameless plug for yeah. the holiday planetarian appetizer board <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we we've done that at several we had the kids parties and stuff kids parties and um and it's really it's great to have those alternatives and you don't miss the cheese you just miss having something something to sit around and nibble on so it's got the hummus and it's got the bean dip and the crackers and we put out vegetables and it's it's just as good and, and actually it's not quite as heavy and filling yeah and then you don't enjoy the meal and that that's the nice thing about that type of grazing eating is nobody wants to sit down and eat an enormous lunch or even breakfast but if you can put out crudite and a bean dip and hummus and maybe some nuts. I mean, I think we there's six, five or six components to the holiday appetizer board, but you certainly don't need to make all of them. Uh, even just mm -hmm. making two or three elements of the of the board and then kind of rounding it out with nuts or even mm -hmm. dried fruit or in crudite and yeah pretzels or chips like just having a kind of a grazing board that's got light elements on it that that gives that doesn't fill people up but makes people not feel like they're so starving they've got to run to the fridge and grab the first thing that they see plus it's pretty too mm. another strategy i think is to make like the pureed vegetable soup uh on the planetarian life yes. site uh because not everybody's kind of hungry at a different level and wants doesn't want anything necessarily heavy for lunch, and and it, and they're ready at different times to eat. I'm always ready at like eleven thirty or twelve, and David's like he likes to hold off a little bit and get get himself good and hungry, and he maybe wants to eat at one. So just having that pot of soup on the stove and letting people, you know, enjoy it when they want. Yeah, mm -hmm. that and that and some bread. I always think a good thing to have because I always have to think about feeding kids throughout the day and yeah. honestly like yeah. kids 
holidays are a day when kids can kind of be forgotten almost. I mean, it's all, Mm -hmm. it's almost all about the kids, you know, a holiday like Christmas, but at the same time, you know, you're so busy trying to put things on, you can kind of forget like, oh my gosh, it's one o'clock and my children haven't eaten yet. So I like to have, as I always say, I like to have pesto because then I feel like I'm not just serving them buttered pasta, but I've got some fresh pesto Mm -hmm. in in the fridge. I can make them a special feeling uh, pasta dish with some steamed sauteed veg or even just some peas thrown in. And that makes me feel like a good mom and also make sure that my kids don't go off the rails because they're starving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And had too much sugar. And then, of course, there's also things you can do like making certain things in advance, things like the strata or the planetarian macaroni and cheese dishes that you can make in advance. And then they're just done. Like even if you make them, you know, two or three days before, and you mm-hmm. honestly, those are the moments when when the holidays come around that I just feel like a superwoman. Like I am so smart, I am so on top of things, <laughs> I am so put together that I have this dish ready to serve people with. And the biggest part is, you know, yes, you're feeding people, but there's no cleanup, right? You're minimizing your cleanup right. on the day, which is also huge. Hmm. Well, sadly, there's always cleanup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we, we said in the Thanksgiving episode, because um, c- I'm saying, do, do I ever have a, a casserole made two days ahead of time? No. But but like we said in the Thanksgiving episode, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that I find helpful is to have bases made. Um, you know, because if you've got some rice or quinoa, massage kale, essentials, any mm-hmm. of those things just in your fridge ready to go, then it's really easy to throw together something that feels like a meal. It's not yeah. just like, here's some pasta for the kids. Here's a, you know, a frozen meal or let's just get takeout or I don't know, whatever. Um, it's really easy to mm-hmm. put together like a green and grain salad or a stir fry or mm-hmm. white bean stew. I mean, these things are so mm-hmm. easy to make if you've just got the elements made and ready to go and they can make so many different meals that you don't need to have at least i don't find the need to have Mm -hmm. a casserole yeah yeah a casserole made ahead of time yeah that's so Mm -hmm. true that's so true Mm -hmm. so let's also Mm -hmm. talk about um you know this when you have people family friends like this is the season for connection and gathering and and this is a great opportunity to share with people about how you're how you're changing your life for the good of the planet and i think people can read all they want watch all they want hear about you know the ways that we should make be making changes for the good of the earth but actually there's just literally no substitute for having a conversation with someone you know and love and trust and i think this is a great opportunity if it feels right to you or um in the, the situation you're in to to, to bring it up and to share with people what what changes you're making and why and inspire them to do the same. Well, I think starting off, for starters, is make a delicious, amazing planetarian meal. And that is the wow factor. Like, Because most people are just shocked. For example, on Saturday night, we had a couple over and I had some of the mushroom wellingtons in the freezer had to happen to have four and serve those up and it was just stunning and beautiful and 
the fact that it happened to be planetarian was like, wow, yeah. this is this is amazing. So I think that kind of that's the conversation starter. Yes. Wow, this meal is so amazing, and there's no meat or dairy in it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I feel like. You know, if you were to walk into someone's holiday and be like, I'm vegan, you get a lot of pushback. And I think those words are really tainted and feel really exclusive. They turn people off. But if you can come in and be like, you know, here's some food. Here's something that I really love. Yeah. Here's a recipe I think is great. This is delicious. Oh, by the way, you know, it's it's plant-based. And people are like, well, are you vegan? You'd be like, no, I, I do eat meat, you know, sometimes or... I have dairy on occasion, but, you know, these are the changes that I'm making, and this is how I'm aligning what I'm doing with what I think the world needs. It's a lot more inclusive. You're going to get a lot less pushback. I think it, it invites people into the conversation as opposed to, like, immediately setting up this kind of vegan or otherwise wall. I've always said that eating is believing or tasting is believing, And Mm -hmm. I think mom's right that this is a good sort of inception point for conversation. It doesn't need to be the dominant conversation, but it's a great opportunity to open people's eyes to what plant-rich or plant-forward cooking can be. And the same caveat for Thanksgiving goes for Christmas, which is this is a time of nostalgic food and nostalgic eating and recipes that people have used for eons and decades Mm -hmm. and so if those things are important to you and to your family you you should you should enjoy those things uh without thinking twice about it but it is even if you make just certain elements of the meal plant rich that's that's Mm -hmm. a great starting point and we've developed a whole planetarian holiday feast um Mm. mushroom wellingtons uh carrot potato mash with scallions smoky roasted Brussels sprouts and a delicious molasses uh, spice cake with a cranberry relish and hard sauce, which are all in the celebrations category of the website. All the recipes have been tested three times over, actually probably more than that by now. And we got amazing feedback on those recipes and a few little tweaks that we've tweaked them to absolute perfection. And these would be this these are a great starting point for your holiday meal planning. And the thing I love about the mushroom wellingtons um, is I find and have found in the past that um, beef wellington is very stressful because you have to get the meat cooked just right. Otherwise if you overcook it and you don't know what's going on underneath that blanket of puff pastry, you you know, you can't tell if it's medium rare or rare or well over, you know, totally cooked. This, the mushrooms, they're so forgiving. There's no way to to mess them up. So I think... A win for you, a win that, for the planet. <laughs> a win for your guests. Yeah, yeah everybody. And if you yep. do choose to serve meat this holiday, think about skipping the beef and using chicken or pork, which are multiple times better for the environment than using lamb or beef, which I think tend to be the the, the meats that people go for during the holidays because they feel so quote-unquote festive. Um, oh, seafood's good too, yes. you know? Seafood. Yes. Yeah, or, yeah. or if you do cook meat, just cook less. You know, serve a smaller portion. 
maybe make the meat feel Mm -hmm. like a side dish instead of having it always be the main event. I mean, there's, there's no need for everybody to have, you know, a 16 ounce steak. You could give people a few slices Mm -hmm. or, you know, Mm -hmm. a small amount, change up the portions. So maybe you Mm -hmm. make the Wellingtons Mm -hmm. like the the Mm -hmm. main course for Mm -hmm. who wants it that way. And you also serve meat because that might be, you know, really important to people's sense of tradition or what your family wants. But then you have both as main courses Mm -hmm. or you have the Wellingtons as a side, Mm -hmm. but you're able to serve a smaller portion of meat because you've got this sort of plant-based main course substitute that's an interesting idea you're you're talking about serving making the the mushroom wellingtons as a side dish and then a small portion even of meat. even our family which is you know the you know founder founder of planetarian life at thanksgiving there was just no way that we could get meat off the table because my sister and brother-in-law couldn't conceive of a celebratory meal without 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 it and i think if i had dug my heels in and said we're not doing this it would have it wouldn't it Mm. wouldn't have made for a very great holiday and that's Mm -hmm. just the truth and um i had a little bit of the pork that they made and it was delicious and but i loaded my plate up with vegetables and mashed potatoes which is all i really cared about and and stuffing and and I think sometimes, you know, allowing for it while also letting people know where you are is more powerful mm-hmm. than digging your heels in and saying, we're not having meat on the table. Um, if it had my, been my okay. own Thanksgiving table, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have cooked meat because I don't personally need it. But when it's important to other people and you're trying to help them to understand what you're doing and why it can be counterproductive to um, to just kind of, I don't know, put a damper on, on their feeling yeah. of celebration. Maggie, it's interesting. You're you say, absolutely right. Maggie, it's interesting you say you had a little bit of your sister's pork. I think we've been talking as hosts because we tend to host things. But what does it look like to be a planetarian guest? And I think this goes again to the heart of planetarian life and not having these rigid rules. There's room for grace here there's room to be a polite guest and to eat the food that's being offered because someone has cooked this as like a showing of love and a way to to take care of you and to celebrate with you and if you have to come in and say like no I can't eat that I won't eat that you know this doesn't align with my values that's going to turn people off but if you're able to say like you know thank you for this totally agree I would love to have a small a small portion or a small piece um I think that's a much easier way to to get people to be interested in what you're doing and why, as opposed to feeling like you're creating a dynamic that they don't want. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think that that pretty much sums up our our holiday thoughts. Major plug for that cake on the site, guys. It is so good. The cake mom will say is standalone each of the three elements is standalone delicious and don't be put off by the fact that it's three components they come together really quickly and it is worth it it's so good that laura's kids had it and then they requested it for their birthday cake a couple weeks later kids love it too 
Um, so give that a try. Oh my god, I've made it three times. <laughs> three times in two weeks. Um, and the cake has three components, but it's it's really the same as any other cake, like a layered cake you would make because what you would put in the middle would be the, the cranberry mm-hmm. relish, mm-hmm. and then the icing would be the hard sauce. So it's not really any more in-depth than any other cake, and it's really easy to make the other two components while the cake mm-hmm. bakes. So it, it's a, it sounds complicated, but it's so easy. And the Wellingtons are just divine. It's caramelized yeah. onions, the mushroom pate from the appetizer board, actually. So you can kind of get a twofer on that. If you go ahead and make the mushroom pate, you've got pate to serve people. And then guess what? It also goes in the Wellington. So that's kind of a two for one deal. And then obviously mm-hmm. a giant portobello mushroom. Yeah, that, that's what I did mm-hmm. for the kid's birthday, actually. I made the appetizer board with the pate, made a double recipe of that. And then I used some of it for the Wellington because I had family in town for the party and I wanted to have a special dinner. Mm-hmm. And obviously mm. I didn't want to have to be cooking a ton while they were all there. So we had the Wellingtons made. Yeah. <laughs> we had the Wellingtons made ahead of time and it was so easy and perfect. Um, and those mashed potatoes and the smoky roasted Brussels sprouts all together. It's a stunning visual on the plate and one that I would argue that any meat eater could not could not say no to it is so good anyway well we'll be back next week we're talking about the new year already it's hard to believe and um a campaign that we're going to launch called greener you in 2022 it's exciting anyway we'll speak to you next week bye bye bye